1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: He says here, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. When you helped my brethren, the Jewish people, by giving them food and drink and shelter and medical attention and visiting them in prison, you ministered. Jesus says, you did it to me. You ministered to me. And this reminds me of what Jesus said to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul was persecuting the church. And Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Persecuting his church is the same as persecuting Jesus.
1: Have you ever found yourself feeling remorseful from a sin you committed that nobody even knew about? Or have you ever felt joyful from a time that you honored God with something you did? There is a reason for that. As we'll hear about today in our message from Pastor Dan, when we make decisions in our lives, they affect more than just us sinning against ourselves or someone else is not only affecting the people involved, but also the heart of God. The same goes with honoring others. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 19 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: One day the time will come when Jesus will return to this world to set everything back into its proper order. And not only will Jesus return in glory and power with all of his holy angels, but with all the believers that will be in heaven with him, they will return with him also. And that includes us. We'll be taken to heaven either by death or rapture. We'll be in heaven during the tribulation period with Jesus. And when he returns at the end of the tribulation period, we will return with him. Jude chapter 1 verse 14 says the Lord comes with countless thousands of his saints. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you will be among those countless thousands of his saints. who return with Jesus to the earth to serve him in his kingdom during the millennium. And we'll return in our glorified, resurrected, eternal Bodies, where we'll be free from sin. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, he will return to the city of Jerusalem. Not Washington, D.C., not Beijing, not London, Jerusalem. And he will rule as king of kings and lord of lords over all the earth from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Now again, I just want to look at some verses about this together because it's so important. So let's turn back in the Old Testament to Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 8. And there's a lot of verses we could look at that we just don't have time to go through all the verses that describe his second coming and his return to the city of Jerusalem. So we'll just take a small sampling here. Zechariah chapter 8, beginning in verse 3, it says, Thus says the Lord, and you can stop right there, the word Lord, it's in all capital letters, capital L-O-R-D, it's the name Yahweh, or Jehovah, so Yahweh is speaking here. Thus says the Lord, thus says Yahweh, I will return to Zion, and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts. The holy mountain. Now, this prompts the question, when was Yahweh ever in Zion or the city of Jerusalem that he says here, I will return to Zion and dwell in Jerusalem. Yahweh was in Jerusalem in the person of Jesus Christ. This points to the deity Of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. Jesus is Yahweh. He's Emmanuel. God with us. We sing that. This time of year especially. He's God with us. He's Yahweh. And he will return one day to Jerusalem. To the mountain of the Lord. To the holy mountain of Jerusalem. And there he will reign as king. Turn back to Zechariah chapter 2. Verse 10 Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. It's just another name for Jerusalem. For behold, I am coming and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Again, capital L O R D, Yahweh. Here, Yahweh, Jehovah, says, Rejoice, sing, for behold, I am coming and I will dwell in your midst. Zion, Jerusalem, I'm going to dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Verse 11, many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day when I'm dwelling in Jerusalem, and they shall become my people, and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord, Yahweh of hosts, has sent me to you, and the Lord Yahweh will take possession of Judah as an inheritance in the Holy Land. That's where we get the name Holy Land from. And will again choose Jerusalem. So here the Lord promises he's coming. And he will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And he will take possession of Judah. He will take possession of the Holy Land of Israel And he will again choose Jerusalem to dwell there and rule as king of kings over all the earth. Are you with me? Amen. All right. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Now it shall come to pass... In the latter days. In the last days. He puts a time stamp here for us so that we know he's not talking about Old Testament. He's not talking about the time of Jesus. He's not talking about time of the book of Acts or the first century the early church. The last days. It shall come to pass in the last days. The latter days. What? That the mountain of the Lord's house. That's the temple mount. Shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills. This is talking about government here, that the house of the Lord will be established as the governing authority over all the earth, above every other government. Again, king of kings, lord of lords here. And all nations shall flow to it, Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Again, capital L-O-R-D. Let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh, to the house of the God of Jacob. These are Gentiles speaking here. To the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. Who will? Yahweh. And we shall walk in his ways, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Verse 4, He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war. Anymore. This is describing the kingdom age, the millennium, when Jesus Christ is reigning in Jerusalem on, you know, the Temple Mount, in the temple from Jerusalem as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over all the earth. And we're told in verse 4 during the kingdom age, there will be no war on the earth. There'll be peace on earth. Right? Isn't that what the angel said to the shepherds? I bring you glad tidings. There's born to you a savior. He's bringing peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And during the kingdom age, when Christ returns and he is ruling over all the earth, he will establish peace on earth. And so he will return and he will sit on his throne in Jerusalem, and Matthew 25 tells us that one of the things that Jesus will do after his return is he will judge the nations or judge the Gentiles, the non-Jews, alive on the earth at the time of his return. A great number of Gentiles will die during the tribulation. We know that. The Bible tells us that. But some will survive. Some will manage to live through the tribulation on the earth and they'll be gathered together, and they'll be judged by Jesus Christ. Now, let's go to Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. I know it's a lot of verses today. Daniel chapter 12, verse 11. Daniel tells us here, And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away, and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. So he tells us in verse 11, from the time the sacrifices, the daily sacrifices in the temple are taken away, and the abomination of desolation is set up, in the temple by the Antichrist. Remember, we talked about that in Matthew chapter 24. This is the midpoint of the tribulation period, the desecration of the temple and the persecution of the Jews. We talked about that in Matthew chapter 24. And here Daniel tells us from the time that that happens, at the midpoint of the tribulation period, he says there will be 1,290 days until the end of the tribulation. Or three and a half years. That's what that works out to. But then he says in verse 12, he gives us a different number. Verse 12, he says, But blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335th day. 1,290 days to 1,335 days is an interval of 45 days. And during that 45-day interval, Jesus will do several things. He's going to return to the earth, and during that 45-day interval, he'll remove the abomination of desolation from the temple. Revelation tells us he'll cast the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire, and he will bind Satan and cast him into the abyss. And he will judge the Gentiles living on the earth at that time.
1: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your
2: needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
2: You know, when a a new president is elected, usually on Inauguration Day, they immediately sign a bunch of executive orders. And when we have a new president, we usually talk about their first 100 days in office, and they accomplish all these things, all these promises that they made during the campaign, and they, they, they work toward accomplishing all those promises in the first 100 days. Well, these are the things that Jesus will do in the first 45 days of his reign as king over all the earth. He's going to remove the abomination of desolation from the temple. He's going to cast the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire. He will bind Satan and cast him into the abyss, and then he will judge the Gentiles living on the earth. That's why it says in verse 12, blessed is he who comes to the 1,335th day, because anyone who is still on the earth, until the 1,335th day will enter the Messianic Kingdom. They've passed the judgment, so to speak. And they will enter the Messianic Kingdom, and they'll indeed be blessed because they will live on the earth under the reign of King Jesus. Now, go back with me to Matthew chapter 25. And here in Matthew 25, look again at verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, Then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Verse 33, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So, you know, this half, you're on my right hand, so you would be the sheep. Unfortunately, you chose to sit on the left today, so you are all goats over here. He's going to separate them. And look at the word, in verse 32, the word nations there. That's an important word for understanding the passage. The word nations here, it refers to the Gentiles or the non-Jews. It's not talking about political nations or countries. Countries will not be gathered and judged as countries collectively at this judgment. But this is talking about individual Gentiles who will be judged. This is an individual judgment, not a a national judgment. And so they'll be gathered together in Jerusalem and judged by Jesus Christ. Both believers and unbelievers. During the tribulation period, people will become believers in Jesus Christ. You'll have believers that come through the tribulation and hear now when Jesus returns he judges those who were on the earth at that time. The prophet Joel in the Old Testament spoke about this judgment of the Gentiles. And I want you to look at it with me. Joel chapter 3. So what Jesus is referring to in Matthew 25 is spoken of in the Old Testament in Joel chapter 3. So he's not really introducing something new here. It's something old from Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3 verse 1. For behold, in those days, and at that time, so he's talking about in the future, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, he's going to regather the Jews back into their land in the last days. I will also gather all nations. And again, the word nations refers to Gentiles. I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there. Note this, on account of my people, my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, they have also divided up my land. Here, he he says, all nations, or the Gentiles, will be brought down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And the Lord says, and I will enter into judgment with them there On account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they've scattered among the nations, and they have also divided up my land. Jesus will gather all the Gentiles into the valley of Jehoshaphat for this judgment. The valley of Jehoshaphat is believed to be the Kidron Valley, which sits between the Temple Mount and the Mount of Olives. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives as he's giving this, this teaching. Just below the Mount of Olives is the Kidron Valley, that is believed to be the Valley of Jehoshaphat. In fact, in, in the Kidron Valley, there's a little sign that says the Valley of Jehoshaphat. So it's believed to be the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And that will be the location where Jesus sits on his throne and judges the Gentiles. And and Joel tells us here, please note this, that the Lord will judge the Gentiles on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they've divided up the land of Israel, which God calls my land. And so Joel tells us the basis of this judgment will be the treatment of the Jewish people and the dividing up of the land of Israel during the tribulation period. That's the key to understanding what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 25 this judgment that will take place will be on the basis of the Jewish people and the dividing of the land. So the Gentiles living at the time of this judgment will be judged on the basis of how they treated the Jewish people during the tribulation period and what they did with the land of Israel. Did they participate in the mistreatment of the Jewish people? Or did they help the Jewish people during the tribulation? Turn back with me to Matthew 25. Now, that's the key to understanding and unlocking what Jesus says here in our passage. Jesus will sit on his throne in glory. Joel tells us it's going to be in the valley of Jehoshaphat, the Kidron Valley. The Gentiles will be gathered to him. And he will separate the Gentiles into two groups, like a shepherd who divides his sheep from his goats. Verse 33, he will set his sheep on his right hand. The right hand is the hand of favor. And he will put the goats on his left. Verse 34, then the king, note that the king, this is the only place where Jesus explicitly refers to himself as the king. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom. This is the beginning of the kingdom age. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and And you came to me, verse 37, then the righteous will answer him. The righteous. Those on the right hand are called the righteous. Those on the right hand are believers here. That's why they're righteous. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty or give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison? And come to you, and the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, note this, my brethren, you did it to me. And so the question is, verse 40 Who are the brethren of Jesus Christ? The brethren of Jesus Christ here are the Jewish people, not the church, it's the Jewish people. Joel 3 told us the basis of this judgment is the treatment of the Jewish people, of Israel, and the dividing of the land of Israel. And notice Jesus says, When you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Again, this is a judgment for those who who live through the tribulation. We're not going to be there. It's not for believers. Uh, If you're a non-believer, you may go through the tribulation. Uh, But this is for those who come through the tribulation, and this judgment now is the basis of this judgment, is during the tribulation period, what did you do with the Jewish people? And, And he says here, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. When you helped my brother and the Jewish people by giving them food and drink and shelter and Medical attention and visiting them in prison. You ministered, Jesus says, you did it to me. You ministered to me. And this reminds me of what Jesus said to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul was persecuting the church. And Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Persecuting his church is the same as persecuting Jesus. And here, helping the Jewish people is the same as helping Jesus or You minister to Jesus by ministering to his people. And of course, this has a broader application of just helping people in need. But the specific context is the Jewish people during the tribulation period.
3: He asked me how I know, and I say, Ring truer than the finest crystal.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to CalvaryEC.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth.
3: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and them. what well, I know because I know his voice and it only takes